consumer spending is still well below typical. Now, we've got the zero line there, okay? So the zero line is through the middle. Anything above the zero line means that it's better than last year. Anything below means that it's worse. Now, obviously, March, April, May, June, you know, and even July are much worse. But things have come back. I mean, you can see the airlines there, minus 80%, you know, minus 60% still, minus 50% still, you know. Um, but interesting, if you've got a nursery or home and garden, you're, uh, you're quite laughing because obviously being at home, people go, you know what, we want to renovate the house, we want to do the house. And, you know, I've had a number of people who have gone after that and, you know, and gone for that, which is great news. So I think the key really here is with the government spending is things aren't as good as they were. You know, we are in a recession. But I think part of this is people are starting to go, you know what, I don't need to spend all my money on all this other stuff. So there's been a restriction of the spending, but there's also been a, a realisation of the consumeristic society. And I know I have this conversation with lots of people, you know, about how they've stopped spending on certain stuff. But then the other side is there's still the people that are now buying online. I mean, Amazon grew the equivalent, what they thought they'd grow in 10 years, they grew in four months, they reckon. You know, and that's why, you know, he's a bazillionaire. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, incredible because deliveries, you know, and that, that sort of thing. So people are still spending, but they're not spending at the rate they were, which, that's to be expected. So I wouldn't be too worried about the consumer spending right now. But what it does mean is we're not going to bounce back massively. You know, so if we're talking about a V shape right now, I'm not sure we've got the V shape back yet. Yeah. Um, you know, people are taking longer to return to high streets, you know, in London and other larger cities than smaller towns. Now, this is one of the keys. So I thought this. If you go through a walk through London now, what happens? You know, it's not as busy as it was. However, if you look at some of the smaller towns, People are returning to the small towns. I mean, it's interesting, you know, I'm in Singapore at the moment, and what we're finding is a lot of the little cafes now are, are actually bustling, you know, they're, they're as busy, busier than they ever were. Partially because people are working at home still, and so they want to get out, so they go out for their morning coffee, or they go out with their laptop and do some work in the coffee shop, you know? So those sort of smaller places are benefiting, but if you're not going into the city to work, you know, and let's face it, there's 8 million people in London, 5 million people live in London, and 3 million people travel in each day. So if those 3 million people aren't coming in or a portion of them are gone, that's a big hit to the economy. And that's what's happening with the major cities, okay? So again, this is not, it's not that people are just staying home and not spending, you know, but they are taking, you know, London and the major cities are taking longer to come back and to recover. Okay. Now that will mean loss of businesses. That will mean loss of jobs. That will mean all that sort of things. So I'm not suggesting for a moment that things are just going to, you know, tick back up and everything's going to be great and we can put all coronavirus behind us. I don't think that's the case. Okay. But I also, for the UK, don't think that we're necessarily in for this massive, massive, you know, thing. Unless America does a total nosedive, everyone decides the US dollar is not that. China decides to jump all the dump all the US dollars on the market. Unless and these are all worst case scenarios. And what I tend to find is when I'm doing predictions and things, worst case scenario generally doesn't happen very rarely. To get one worst case scenario, maybe to get two, three, four, five, you know, which might cause a drop of 30% in house prices or whatever, I just don't see that as happening, okay, in this circumstance. I think the government is willing to do what it needs to do. It certainly said that and it's backed it up. So this is an interesting graph because this is, you know, if we have a look 
Some sectors have seen their operations resume. Um, others are largely still shut. So the interesting, if you look at all sectors, you've got the turnover down, which you'd expect, okay? You've got on furlough. Now, furlough's starting to drop off because it's starting to cost money, so people are coming back, temporarily closed, you know? The little red line is those made redundant. So as long as that redundancy doesn't jump up massively, we're probably going to be okay, all right? So, but you can have a look in some of those things. I mean, look at hospitality. You know, that's a you know that's a big hit and an early hit, but they were shut down totally. You know, you got things like professional and scientific haven't really been touched. You know, I mean, you got retail has been manufacturing. You know, but a lot of these, if you look, construction, manufacturing, retail, they haven't yet recovered. Okay, if anything, health, IT, you know, have plotted along because they haven't been affected too much by it. You know, admin and support. You know, there's been redundancies made. You know, so a lot of this sort of stuff is happening. But these are just, you know, none of these are really, they're what you would expect. They're not actually, oh, this is tragic and this is, you know, going to, you know, turn to crap. All right. Now, 